Episode 5 of ADK in the Bay begins with a quote from one of Canada's greatest lyrical minds, Drake. If he only wants you for your breasts, legs, and thighs, send him to KFC. (laughs) That's a real quote. By Drake? By Drake. What a lyrical genius. In the Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, ADK Nation? It's your host, Andrew Ming. Joined by my co-hosts, Daniel Jager and Kyle Yuan. How you guys doing? Doing good, Andrew. How are you doing? Kyle, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Um, I played tennis with my friend this morning. That was fun. And then... Did you win? I did win. I did win. Wow. Big man. Yeah. And then there was this lady that came over and we had a little... We had a little bigger argument. It was fun. Um, I also what had... What was the argument about? Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, what? So, like, towards the end of our, of our like, game, um, we were... It was, like, four to two, and then we were playing to six games. And uh-huh. this lady comes over, and she was like, oh, so, like, how, how long until you guys are done? And I was like, I don't know. It's four to two right now. We're playing the six games. And she was like, okay, so 10 minutes. I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, call her dude? No, but like, I <laughs> <laughs> feel like you did. I was like, I don't, I don't know, dude, but like. So you did call her dude. <laughs> I'm talking. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, what, do you want me to call her ma'am? I just feel like dude won't make her happy. No, no, I didn't I didn't even say dude. I think I, I was just like, I don't know, bro. Like that's not better. <laughs> I, I was like <laughs> That's honestly worse. No, I, I was like I, I, I was like, I don't know. I mean it's four to two. It, how how old how old how old was the woman? She was like probably late thirties. Oh, I was I was assuming like, like fifty. Same, same. I was thinking like old lady, oldish. Um, yeah, and then and then she and then I was like I don't know, and then she was like, okay, so ten minutes. I was like, could be thirty, could be ten. How about you just wait over there, and keep quiet. And and then what happened? And it and it took like thirty minutes. And did she say any snarky remarks? No, I mean like, and then I said, and then like when we left, I was I was like, "Have a good day, God bless you." <laughs> <laughs> what a savage! And what a fucking savage! <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. So you got two wins, Kyle. Oh yeah. Oh, I had banana pancakes today. Of course you did. They were really good. I had a I had chocolate chip. Wait, the one that your dad makes? Well, we didn't have bananas, so he made a different kind, but they were still very good. Very nice. Your dad makes very good pancakes. Shout out to your dad. Shout out to Papa (laughs) Mink. All right, now it's time to ask the question: What's on your mind? Wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm sorry. What are we starting with? On our minds this week, a surprise story for Kyle Yuan. He has no idea it's coming. We're going to talk a little bit about the Chicago Cubs prospect who was arrested with 21 pounds of meth found in his team duffel bag. Oh, I saw this. No, I saw this on um the other day. Like, I think it was like 21. It was like he had 21 pounds of meth. And then yeah. I yep. think he got like, yeah, I saw that story headline. I, I didn't know if it, that was true. Is that like that, that's true? Oh, that yeah. oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. His name is Jesus Camargo Corrales. He's 25, and apparently he was offered. Uh, he says he was offered 500 bucks to deliver to deliver the bag to Denver, and then 
when he was caught by a police dog, he said that he was at in Colorado teaching a kids clinic and that he wouldn't have brought drugs because he follows the Cubs anti-doping oh, policies. I, okay. Oh my god. That's well <laughs> I mean Yep. There goes his career. I mean, it's very funny because he put it he put all the twenty one pounds in a Cubs duffel bag. There's like a picture of his mitt right next to it, so it's like, hey, I still play baseball, but I'm doing this on the side too, because you know, minor league ball isn't yeah. paying too well right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, police said Camargo Corrales agreed to be interviewed and claimed a friend in Sinaloa, Mexico, where the notorious Sinaloa cartel is based, offered dollars to deliver the duffel bag to Denver. Uh, Camargo Corrales, who is also from Sinaloa, said that he thought the bag had contained shoes or clothing, but also indicated he knew there were drugs inside. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the bail, though. The bail, though, was not that much, was it? No. I mean, like, 500 bucks? He must have been a bad prospect if he needs 500 bucks that bad. I mean, are you sure? Wait, hold on. He signed a contract. Sure 500 bucks. That's what yeah. he's claiming. Really? I, I mean, I, 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 I like to think that, uh, that the janitor caught him, like, in the team facility. Like, oh, someone's got some weird shaped towels in their bag. <laughs> Those aren't towels. Those are drugs. And then it's like, you would think, like, oh, maybe those drugs are, like, heroin. Or, like, I don't know, something that seems a little more common. Instead, it's just meth. Like, that's that's pretty extreme. And 21 pounds is heavy. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not light. Like, you're walking around with bricks of meth. <laughs> My God. And they all had, like, different stories about what they were doing. And it just seemed like a little shit yeah. show waiting to happen and why would you be recklessly driving like if you know you have meth with you why are just why are you doing that you're just trying to get yourself pulled over and caught what are you talking about recklessly driving what yeah what he's wearing he says he saw camargo's car speeding and changing her lanes erratically yeah oh he must have been on that part Oh, yeah, I didn't even read that part. <laughs> oh, LOL. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. He's held on a $75,000 bond. That's uh-huh. nothing. I mean, actually, it is because he needed 500 bucks so bad <laughs> that he was willing to spend 21 pounds of meth to Denver, Colorado. And Denver, where weed is so legal and beer is so encouraged... <laughs> Like, do they need? Do they need twenty-one pounds of meth? Probably not. Someone did, but I know those baseball players that he was going to. They were left hanging without a coach. <laughs> I know who's going to teach those. No, those poor children. They weren't allowed to have. Maybe, maybe that was like the secret ingredient. Like he was like, "Oh, we we got to win the championship this year, guys. We need some sort of booster." And the kids are like, oh, we need uh, we need steroids, coach? No, I got something stronger for my friends in Sinaloa. <laughs> you guys are going to start to feel a lot of energy. And if your skin starts to scat, if your skin starts to scab, uh, you know, come, come tell your mom and she'll get you some ointment. Yeah, hey, Akeem Hicks should coach that team. Who should? What? Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks. What? What does that have? Anything the Bears D lineman. <laughs> yeah. Why? As you know, Chicago, they got connections. But no. Moving on. Oh. 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 To... oh. <laughs> Hold on. We're not moving on. Okay. Damn. What's this happening? <laughs> I just cracked my ankle very nicely. Oh, As okay. in painfully or like or that is I just had to push on it a little harder than usual. It was pleasurable. Kyle, did you hear that noise? <laughs> it was all pleasure. Understood. 
Moving on to March Madness. Oh, my God. The NCAA men's basketball tournament began this week. March Madness, as it is more commonly called. A quick update on the bracket that we talked about in the last episode. We talked about doing it, and then we realized that uh, not a lot of people listen to this. And so uh, it would probably end up being uh, just somebody that we know. So we sent a, we made a, a group and we sent it to the people that we knew who listened to this podcast or some of them. And uh, we made a, gr- a bracket there. But uh, all three of us have put some money on some brackets and none are doing too well right now. But Daniel and I did pick Ohio to beat Virginia. And it was very exciting. Kyle picked Virginia. And we definitely rubbed it in his face yeah. hard. And I mean yeah. hard. Like, he attacked us with pillows afterwards. bad. Yeah. He got mauled. Yeah. Yep. It's so frustrating. I mean, I mean whatever. It, it's all just such a complete shit show from our guessing. I mean, Oregon State, who had, like, a losing record and was, like, picked to finish last in the Pac-12, like, just goes on this run in the Pac-12 tournament, and now they're in the Sweet 16. Like, who saw Nobody. that coming? And they, and they beat Tennessee and Cade? Fucking what? Ridiculous. What? Oh, Kyle, no, you yeah, wasn't worried about Cade. Is that... He no, lost. That, no, that was. Lost no, I wasn't shocked by that. No, or like Oregon, Oregon State. They their defense is so good. When I was watching like film um, before the start of March Madness, they're like their defense. They know how to like, like it's hard to break their defense down, and they know because like especially with the team like Oklahoma State, which a lot of their offense just revolves around Cade Cunningham as much as how good he is as a basketball player, I mean, he's a great facilitator, great shooter, great passer. It's, you know, it, they broke it down today. Oklahoma State just wasn't hitting any of their shots in, like, the the last couple of minutes. And, you know, that ended up turning into an Oregon State win. You're, well, you're full of shit. No, I'm serious. Yes, you are. Because I pick a bracket is supposed to be you fill it out and pick, you I, pick who I you pick think is going to win, not who you want bracket. is going. Okay, uh, your other no. bracket, the one that you don't, the Uncle Tom, the one that you don't care about. No, the one that's actually doing really well right now. I do, I do care a lot about it. Whatever, Kyle. But. You didn't put the research into that one that you put into your main one. That's actually not true. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I picked Oregon State to to win? No, you, you didn't. Are... Uh, keep, keep going. Next. Now we're going to go around the horn and say our biggest whiffs on picks what do you mean? in the round Wait, of 64. What do you mean by whiffs? Whiffs? Like... Daniel, Daniel, you go first so you can explain how it's a come. Um... I'm going to go with Winthrop. I think Andrew and I, for sure, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if Kyle did or not, but we really liked Winthrop coming into the tournament. We thought Villanova, at the end of the season, they looked a little rusty or just like bad in general without Gillespie. And we were wrong. Like we were for most of mm-hmm. our bracket. We were just fucking wrong. Villanova won, you know, it was a close game for the most of it. They peeled off at the end. And it's just like, Jeremiah Robinson Earl is just such a better player than, like, anybody on Winthrop. Doesn't even matter. There's better coached. But that was one of the, that was one of the sleeper picks. And we thought it was an easy upset. We put him in, like, both our brackets. And I yep. had them beating then going on to beat Purdue, which also... Purdue also lost. But yeah, we had a lot of confidence going into the tournament with Winthrop. And they did not succeed expectations. 
Yeah. I've got uh I've got one. And it's Georgetown. Stinker. Patrick Ewing, oh, yeah. I love you to death. But uh ey, no bueno. <laughs> Just awful showing and it wasn't closed. Colorado ran away with it. And uh also I feel like I should have paid more attention to Abilene yeah. Christian. Or Abilene and North Christian. Texas, too. Like, we kind of just hushed those off, you know? I I, I, I picked North Texas in okay. one of mine. So, I, I, I had a good feeling about that. Okay, but... I didn't like Purdue. But I did like Texas. I had Texas in the I Final Four in a couple of mine. But Abilene Christian is, like, one of the best defensive teams in the country. And I didn't know that. And if I had known that, I might have picked them in one or two. Kyle, you got an upset pick that uh, you got wrong or something? I I chose UC Santa Barbara to move on to the round of 32. Mm. Uh, you know, I didn't really think Creighton was that good coming in to the tournament. And, you know, UC Santa Barbara, yeah. you know, they, they were good. They put up a really good fight. Ah, it just came down to the end, and unfortunately, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't get a W, but just what a season! What a season for them! But ah, I I really badly wanted them to move on to, you know, the round of thirty two because that would have been huge for just the school in general. But um, why do you care so much about like, UCSB? I had um, I had money on it. I had, you had money on bucks. it. What? Mm. With who? With my friend. With who? Okay. Oh, but Kyle you can't doubt. You don't have any money. <laughs> I know. You can't. And also, you can't doubt Marcus Zagorowski. It was disappointing. Zag- yeah, no. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Before we move on, uh, let's give an updated pick of who do you think who do you guys think is going to win the tournament? And this is we are recording this the night of March twenty first, so after the first day of the round of thirty two. Are we only allowed to say one? Who do you guys well? think is going to win the tournament? Dan- what? Yeah, one or you can give. Your, who do you think is going to win? And then a surprise team okay. that you think well, could win. We'll do that. Um, My team that's going to win, I think it's between like Gonzaga or Baylor. I watched Baylor today. They look really good. But I think Gonzaga is just – The reason why I don't want to pick Gonzaga is because they're having a perfect season. Yeah. And do I think they'll have a perfect season? I, they could possibly. This is like they have an amazing team, but I wouldn't be shocked if Baylor beat them. So, mm-hmm. my gut's saying Baylor, but I'm going gonna go with Gonzaga. Mm. And for my sleeper team, um, my sleeper team's Loyola Chicago. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah. The king of the March Madness tournament. Every time they're in it, doesn't matter if the team's good or not, they will make it to. They will make it past the round of sixty-four every single time, and they are just showing us once again that they are the Cinderella team. Don't bet against exactly. Sister Jean. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So they are my sleeper team to win it all. Crotwig is amazing. Love his energy. Loves the team. I love the team energy. Fun to watch, even though I picked Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up, Kyle? Are you not even listening, Kyle? Oh, my, is it my turn? Oh, okay. No, we don't just say Kyle mm-hmm. and then. Okay. Um, I, I have Gonzaga. Like no, no question. Really well coached team. They have the experience to not 
not fall apart in the final minutes. They know how to execute. Jalen Suggs, great basketball player. I think, I think they could they could possibly pull it off. Um, my sleeper. I got Villanova. You know, interesting. Um, you know, I think even though it's going to be really tough to get past that Baylor team, you know, they right now have one of the best duos in college basketball right now. Villanova could possibly be Baylor and maybe even move on to the championship game. Wait, who's the who's the duo? Daniel, I don't know. I just read it somewhere. How about what? Wait, I'm talking about are you Baylor. talking about Baylor's I, I know, duo or Villanova's duo? Oh, oh I thought you were Butler talking about Villanova's yeah, no, duo. I'm like Villanova ain't got no duo. No, nah, Baylor's got a fucking trio. Yeah. All right. My turn. I'm gonna just say a couple upset sleeper picks because obviously Gonzaga Baylor are the Two, and you guys have already laid those out. I'm going to go with USC as no. one of them. I think now Mobley is now the best player in, left in the Very true. in the tournament. And their, uh, their, their path isn't that difficult. I mean, they, just have, they have to beat Kansas, which, you know, they almost lost to Eastern Washington. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Iowa, I don't really like. Oregon, I think USC can beat. And so then they really just have to go through Gonzaga, which anything could happen. And Evan Mobley is the kind of player where he could just take over a game and Gonzaga can't find an answer. So I They're think it's not. very possible mm-hmm. that USC could make a run. Whoa, Kyle. I'm, I'm well, that's I'm your – like, Okay, okay we can say the same fucking thing hold about on, Villanova. Let, hold on, just – I think USC has – Can yeah, I just make my better case? Better chance than like, Villanova. I, I like – hold on. I – I really no, like no, Evan Mobley. He's one of my thing. favorite players in college basketball right now. Um, uh, however, here we go with the no. It, it's not about again. like it's not about that. It's just in the in the past several years, especially with college basketball, the the like the star players like the studs. If a team has a stud, most likely they're not going to make it to the championship game. They're probably not even going to make it to the final four. I can see them going out tomorrow in the round of thirty-two to Kansas. Well, that's why it's a sleeper pick, Kyle. I don't think that they're gonna. I'm saying that they. And you're in the thing that you just said isn't that true. What about Carmelo? I said past several years, Daniel. What about? Well, that's sample. a small sample. That's like yeah. Carmelo. That's like almost one time. What about Carl Anthony Towns? Okay, just continue. What about? Uh, yeah. What about Kemba Walker? What about, what about Steph, Steph Curry? Didn't go to the Final Four. I know, but he took a bad, like not a bad team, but like a low seeded team, and he made a run yeah. because he's super good. Evan Mobley's. Let me just finish my thing. My other team is Syracuse. After watching them play today against West Virginia, Jim Beheim is on a mission. His team looks really well coached, and his son seems like the reincarnation of every good white guy that can shoot, all wrapped into one. And... They just seem like they're clicking on all cylinders. And the path in the Midwest is wide open because Houston, I mean, Houston, they almost lost Rutgers today. So who knows how good they actually are. And I think Syracuse is better than Rutgers. And then, they, and then if Syracuse wins, they're playing either Loyola Chicago or Oregon State in the Elite Eight. In the elite eight. So that – that whole region is wide open, and I think Syracuse has the best coach out of those four teams. So it's very possible to see them making it to the Final Four. Yeah. Where I like anything can Yeah, happen. I like the Syracuse call. Love Syracuse. 
Buddy Bayheim is amazing. He never misses. Yeah. The only miss is having a name (laughs) like Buddy. (laughs) Let's move on to the Oscar nomination. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra Jonas announced the Oscar nominations last Monday, and we're going to talk about them. Daniel, what were your initial reactions to these nominations? Um, they felt like overall pretty normal, like, like hence past years, you know, so... I, I, you know, I was pretty happy with them. Starters, I'm glad they didn't have Minari as a foreign film. That was a good start. I'm glad they, uh, I was, oh, for one thing, Judas and Black Messiah, Lakeith Stanfield, and Daniel Kaluuya both got Best Supporting Actor. Lakeith Stanfield came out of nowhere with the Best Supporting Actor nomination. We thought he was going to campaign for Best Actor, but I guess they switched it last second or something, so that was a little shocking to see. But his performance was amazing. I think it's very well-deserving. It was just a little shocking. It was under Best Supporting Actor than Best Actor. So I'll say that. I was happy to I was happy to see uh, Amanda Seyfried getting nominated. You know, I think she was on the cusp of either getting nominated or not. I was happy she got in. I've been rooting for her to get in. So I was happy to see that too. Kyle, what about you? This year, I think, well, compared to last year, I think it's going to be harder to predict who's going to win in certain categories. I think I think for last year, it was, it was a little bit easier because there was more certainty on who's going to win with with this year and just like how different how different the uh do an opening monologue this year cuz I missed that part of the Oscars I think most of the times they're really funny I really like Jimmy Kimmel's monologues and Chris Rock's so yeah I was very excited by all the nominations Promising yeah. Young Woman got. I've I've talked about it before on the podcast. I love this movie from beginning to end. And it got a nom for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress, and Best Original Screenplay. That's like... That's like... Uh, that's four of the five big awards. I mean, besides actor, but there wasn't really best actor to be had. Excuse me, Daniel, that cough <laughs> room. I'm sorry. It's time to clear my throat. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, I, I personally don't think that it's going to win for picture or screenplay or director, but I think Carrie Mulligan's got a good shot to win. She was fantastic, and uh, and I don't think she's ever won an Oscar before. And uh, that that Best Actress category is a little bit wide open because, you know, Viola Davis and Frances McDormand both have Oscars already. The Academy Awards doesn't always love giving Oscars to the same people. And Andrew Day, I just think that, you know, that's the only nomination for that movie, so I don't know if they're going to give it to that. And Same with Vanessa Kirby for Pieces mm-hmm. of a Woman. But... Uh, I think the real news, the big news that everyone was talking about when the nominations were released is Joyce Evac from Eurovision Song Contest getting in for Best <laughs> Original Song. Daniel, so how freaking pumped, are pumped you for that? Man. Extremely pumped. I will give you I will give you $300 if you can hum the tune to Joyce Evac. Well, you saved yourself $300. <laughs> i mean like it's just funny because like the other original songs are are like from judas and the black messiah 
from Trial of the Chicago 7, from The Life Ahead, which I don't know what that is, but it seems like it's a pretty serious movie. Yeah, Italian drama film. And then Speak Now from One Night in Miami. So it's like, those are all serious movies. And then it's just like this comedy that was on Netflix last summer starring Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell. And it's like, <laughs> what? It's just going to be weird because the Oscars loves to perform the best original songs. And I always like that part. I think that's good. And it's going to be like all these like powerful songs from like all these different historical films. And then it's just going to be this weird Icelandic-ish colorful thing that's just <laughs> thrown in the middle. And I can't wait to see what they yeah. do with that. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Is the Oscars, is it going to be in person? I don't know. I mean, it'll be in late April. So like a, a month from now. So maybe. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe somewhat. I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys know it's produced we'll by though. Steven Soderbergh? Huh. I mean, what else is he doing lately, though? So, yeah. I guess. Kyle, I know you were a big fan of The Five Bloods. What are you, how do you feel about it only getting one nomination uh, and for original score? Um, I honestly was a really upset on that decision because, you know, The Five Bloods was a good a good movie. It it was the the storyline and the way it was directed was a little bit unique and different from other movies that were out this year but it was a good movie however <laughs> there were other really good movies in those categories that could have that the five bloods could have been nominated for Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I still think The Five Bloods was a great movie. You all should go check out. Yeah, I think I think the only one that I'm like like a little mad over is like Delroy Lindo not getting nominated. Like, like he could have gotten nominated over Oldman or something, you know? No, not over Oldman. Man got so many exactly. noms. Doesn't, They're and, not. Like, Oldman's already won. I mean, like, I, 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 I guess, mean, I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be nominated. I'm just saying if it was over someone, because the category is tough. Like, Hawkins' performance looks amazing. Ahmed's performance was amazing. I haven't seen Minari yet. I mean, I, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it so does not It matter. doesn't even matter. matter. He swept everything. Yeah, he's, I, I watched. I watched uh, Maureen's Black Bottom. It was his performance was incredible. It was, yeah. When I like, when I was done with the movie, I was like, he he's gonna win. It, it oh, it was just, it, it was quite something. Let's move on to our final topic on our mind this week: NFL free agency. Holy <laughs> shit. Daniel, Kyle, what a week it's been. This was the main reason we kept putting the podcast off. Because every day somebody new would sign and we were like, well, we don't want to talk about these guys. And then we released the podcast and like eight more guys have signed and people forget yeah. about the guys that we talked about. And so we decided like, all right, we'll wait a little bit. Now it's starting to die down. Most people yeah. have signed. And so I think we should just do a big recap. Or we're just going to do a big recap of yeah. everything that's happened. But first, I'd like, to take, I'd like to take you through the stages as a New York Giants fan of the Kenny Galladay saga. So, free agency opens. And Giants are quiet. I'm like, it'd be cool if Kenny Galladay signed with the Giants. Or, you know, we got some sort of help and so what do they do they sign a backup running back in Devontae Booker which is like you know Saquon gets hurt 
I get it, but I liked Wayne Goleman. Whatever. And they re-sign Austin Johnson, a depth defensive tackle that I didn't know was on the team until they announced it. And meanwhile, Dalvin Tomlinson gets signed by the Vikings for $22 million, which sucks, but the Giants do have a lot of depth at that position, and Dexter Lawrence is good, maybe. So, we'll see. But I really liked him. Next day rolls around. Giants have interest in Kenny Galladay. Huh, okay. And they sign Kyle Rudolph and Reggie Ragland and John Ross. I love John Ross. That's awesome for the Giants when it comes to Madden because John is awesome in Madden, but not great in real life. Reggie Ragland, whatever. And Kyle Rudolph, at least he can block, which Evan Ingram definitely cannot do. And so then uh, we get to Thursday. No, we get to Friday. Then we get to Friday, and it's like Kenny Galladay's meeting with the Giants today. Ooh. Kenny Galladay's spending the night with the Giants. <gasps> a little Gettleman Galladay <laughs> sleepover? Can I get a documentary about that? that? That's so strange and interesting, and I'm so excited. But, you know, I'm very reserved, because if the, if the Trevor Bauer saga taught me anything, is that you can't trust any sort of reporting that's done until... Like, the main guy, the Woj, the Schefter, the Jeff Passan. If one of those three guys doesn't tweet it, that means it's not happening. So, I was patient. I was waiting. Then Saturday, I checked my phone at 11. Nothing. Checked my phone at 12. Nothing. And I checked my phone at 1. Giants and Kenny Galladay are in talks. There's mutual interest. Okay. And I check my phone at 2, and the Giants have signed Kenny Galladay. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yes, they paid him $18 million. Yes, he's been very injury-prone the last few years. But I don't care, because he's by far the best receiver the Giants have had since OBJ left. And now the Giants have the weapons for Daniel Jones to succeed, and... It will either be Danny Dimes takes the next step and he becomes Josh Allen-esque in his ascent towards the top, in his ascent towards the top tier of QBs, or he just sucks and the Giants just move on. But either way, they have the weapons in place and now they can focus on signing a Dory Jackson to help the secondary and they can focus on maybe upgrading more at the offensive line or they can talk about or they can think about maybe even taking Jalen Waddle and just making the offense so explosive and cool. But uh, it's a very exciting time for a, to be a Giants fan until you realize that Jason Garrett's still the offensive coordinator, which means it's just going to be a bunch of the same dumb bullshit that they ran last year because he's not he's not creative at all. He's not innovative at all. He his offense is stuck in two thousand six. But. Uh, you know, that's to be expected. So, you know, hopefully I'm wrong, but I don't. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I know I'm definitely not wrong. So, Daniel, what have you thought of free agency so far? Uh, well, I think the Patriots went all out. They were, like, the first ones to really start doing shit, and they just kept going. And I was really happy with the Janu Smith signing, or Janu, Janu Smith signing. Um, mm-hmm. and then they signed Hunter Henry. I was like, okay, I guess. I didn't really understand the point of it. But it's like, I guess more weapons is all right. Just get as my weapons around Cam Newton so he has no excuses at all whatsoever for being a fucking shitty quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they they realize that Cam can't throw deep, so they're just getting as many guys as possible that can yeah, catch exactly. a five-yard pass. Nelson Aguilar. When, when, like, Cam Newton throws that one deep pass a game. But, yeah, I mean, it's looking a little scary, yeah. you know. Now you're just building up the depth chart. You got Aguilar, Edelman, couple, couple like, mid-tier tight ends. I think Janu Smith's almost top-tier. Like, he's a good player. I like him. But, yeah, Will Fuller went to the Dolphins, right? Love that. Oh, team. yeah. Love it. 
Mm-hmm. They need they need a wide receiver so bad. Yeah. And they need to give Tua some good weapons, or else he's not going to be able to succeed because there's a lot of doubts on him right now. Will Fuller, glad he got out of Houston. That that it's just a mess. And I really like Will Fuller as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think he's really good actually. So if he stays healthy, he stays healthy. He's yeah. always top tier. Kyle, any thoughts? Yeah, free agency has been awful if you're a Bears fan. When I mean awful, I mean awful. Uh, oh, why, Kyle? God, you know, at first it was like headlines saying, oh, Chicago would be the best place for Russell Wilson to go to. Oh, Russell Wilson might be traded to the Chicago Bears. Oh, Russell Wilson liking the Chicago Bears. And then, ugh, Seahawks say, we're not trading Russell Wilson. Ugh, there goes Russell Wilson. It would have been a dream to have Russell Wilson. A dream. But no. Then, we have Deshaun Watson. Okay. Sean Watson, you know, released uh, like, was it a week ago? I'd say it was a week ago that he, his top places to go were Denver and 49ers, which I'm not mad about because I'm also a Niners fan, but uh, it would have been nice. It Like, the, the Bears need a QB more than the Niners. And so... Yeah, but now the place he's going to is court. So, all right, we we can we'll, we'll have we'll, we'll speak about speak on that issue later. Oh no 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 no! Then the absolute oh just horror madness, not the good kind, bad kind. I I I looked on ESPN. I see the headline, Andy Dalton to the Bears. Oh, and as their QB1, I mean, were they even paying attention to him when he was with the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, oh, you know, at first, when during the fantasy season, I had Dak Prescott. He got injured, and I picked up Andy Dalton, hoping hoping that he would do well. But no, 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 no. Oh, missing almost every throw. P- probably worse, um, yeah, worse than Foles and Trubisky. And uh, we're talking about Foles, the bad the bad side of Foles. Not not Super Bowl Foles, the bad one. And, oh. Dick, Dick, Nick. <laughs> oh. And now he's the QB1. I mean. It could not possibly go worse for the Chicago Bears. I mean, da Bears. Oh, like what happened? What happened? Are we just gonna like go out just like that? I mean, is it unbelievable? It's it's no. They they don't even deserve an unbelievable. Oh, and oh, I mean, hopefully. They may, maybe possibly they'll pick someone someone up from the draft, but oh, it's what a horrible start! Oh, wait, wait, but the Bears still have Kyle Fuller, right, Kyle? Oh, Kyle <laughs> Fuller! <laughs> I mean, wow, Daniel! I mean, I'm sorry. You're just gonna squeeze lemon juice in his wounds. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just I, I, I don't understand. I mean, it's our, our the past defense was already bad enough last year. I mean our, our run defense is good with Keem Hicks, you know. Had we possibly had the best run defense. Well, Akeem Hicks is going to be the substitute coach for that little league team. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. In Denver, so he's not there anymore, Kyle. <laughs> oh, yeah, you put him on a different assignment. Oh, why <laughs> would I do such things? 
Okay, anyways, but see, ah, what were the Bears thinking? I mean, Kyle Fuller, a great center back. I mean, oh, I just say center back. Wow, sorry. Sure did. Let's change, change, change sports. A great cornerback, and they get, and then he leaves. He leaves. What can you do? What can you do? And, I mean, like, I remember two years ago, everyone was like, oh, the Bears defense is amazing. Bears defense is amazing. Well, yeah, it's not that great anymore. Okay. Well, you know, I'm guessing now we have the rest of free agency to look forward to or to cry about. And same with the, same with the 2021 NFL draft. So, yeah, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. And at twelve fifty four in the in the morning, how dare you, Chicago Bears, get me pissed this early? I have to get up so early tomorrow. Ugh, done. Why? Do you, clock's, why do you? Clock's a couple minutes behind. Yeah, it's twelve fifty six, Kyle. Yeah, come on, Kyle. Sorry. Get your clocks fixed, you fucking piece of shit. What is wrong with you? Oh yeah, jeez. Why do you have to get up so early tomorrow, Kyle? I have to run. What? Run the pain away? No, I have to go run like um in Golden Gate Park. So just for fun? No, it's just like I'm trying to get, you know, trying to get built, I'm trying to get faster. Burn Ooh. off those burgers. Oh my god! And, I that, I had three... and, that, and that sadness sushi. <laughs> I had, I had three burgers today. Oh, oh my god. god, that's ridiculous. If that'll get you faster, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, ADK Nation. We talked about last week how my baseball team had hired a new coach. <laughs> I have an update. <laughs> that coach, whose name I don't remember anymore, resigned before he even started. <laughs> Which is so Drew, it's ridiculous. Because if there's one thing that has defined my Drew experience since I since I enrolled freshman year, is that the teacher turnover is insane. There's new teachers all the time, and it's, it, it shouldn't be different co- with coaches, and it isn't. The coach was like supposed to have a Zoom meeting with us last Wednesday, and he was like, oh, I got to cancel, we'll do it tomorrow. And then he sent, and then the AD sends out an email later that day saying, "Oh, your new coach has gotten a business opportunity in Sacramento." So, you know, whatever. Screw that guy. But we got a different guy. His name's Kevin Mello. He seems pretty cool. We had a Zoom meeting with him. Does he seem pretty mellow? He seemed unbelievably mellow. <laughs> Like almost too mellow. Um, would we like to speak a little bit on the Deshaun Watson? No. So hopefully this other guy, this other new coach, stays around for practice. Practices tomorrow at five p.m. So hopefully he's our coach long enough so I get to meet him in person. Which is a big ask because this would be, this is our third coach since our old coach of the last twenty years got a new job. This is the third coach, and this and the season hasn't started yet, so he's got to make it. Let's what what is it? It's one a.m., so he needs to make it sixteen hours, sixteen hours, and then he's officially the coach. Please, is so you haven't met him yet. I met him on Zoom. Let's see, but not in person. Yeah. And is uh, Coach J still being assistant coach? Coach J? Uh, yeah. Coach J might be an assistant coach. I don't think so, though. But we do have a former player who was a senior when I was a freshman. Yeah, wait, hold on. Shout out to Coach J. Coach J. One of my favorite coaches. He's a, He's a good dude. 
yeah. But we got we got a former senior who or a former player and student at Drew who was a senior when I was a freshman. His name's Doro and he's pretty cool. So he's gonna be an assistant coach and like that's gonna be cool because he was like you know, he he's got all of the Drew experience, whereas this new guy has no Drew experience. But he was Kevin Mello, he was a scout for the A's for fourteen years. So that was pretty cool. Wow. What? Yeah. Wait, okay. Very interesting. Wait. Yeah, I asked I asked him about it. He was like it was just a lot of traveling. And uh, he saw Justin Upton play high school baseball, so that's pretty cool. Wow. That's cool. Wait, was he – wait, no, I'm not asking that. Yeah, Kyle, you keep your mouth shut. I was going to ask about the money ball thing, but – I don't know. And that concludes Episode 5 of ADK in the Bay. We had a ton of fun today. A lot of stuff that we covered. It's a busy time right now in sports and in pop culture, and we're excited about it. Yeah. Stop Asian hate. Stop Asian hate. Our next podcast will feature a special guest. So look forward to that. First time ever in the EDK Nation era. Ever. Special guest. Kyle doesn't know who it is, but he should. Wait, are we having um, Amelia on? Nope. Nope. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) Good night.